You're listening to the audio program, Host and Guest, hosted by me, Rick Katchke. Now here's myself, Rick Katchke. Yes, welcome to this edition of Host and Guest. I'm your host, Rick Katchke, and on today's show, I am joined by Please Don't Destroy, the comedy trio of Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Herlihy. It was a thrill to have them on Host and Guest, as I've been a fan for a few years, going back to their videos on Twitter in 2020. My friend Tom Carter can vouch that at the time I was always sending their videos to him and saying, these guys, they've got it. They're going to be huge. And so it's been a delight to see them land on Saturday Night Live and see them become huge. I guess I was prophetic with my vision. So after doing an initial live show in Philadelphia a couple weeks ago, Please Don't Destroy is about to embark on a nationwide tour, which kicks off this Thursday, July 13th at Turner Hall Ballroom right here in Milwaukee. They also wrote and star in a film that's coming out in November on Peacock. So I talked with Ben, John, and Martin about how they first met, their comedic influences, what it was like making the staff of Saturday Night Live, and about both the upcoming tour and their film. So here it is, my chat with Please Don't Destroy. All right, well, welcome to the program, Please Don't Destroy, uh, Ben Marshall, John Higgins, and Martin Hurley. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Ray. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Is that a, an okay order to go in? Do you have like an internal debate of like how your names should be listed, whether it's by first name alphabetically or last name alphabetically? I think what you did was perfect. Yeah. I don't, rem- I don't remember what you did. Who did you say first? <laughs> I went with Ben first. I went. Well, I went first. Yeah, no. Was... See, I take issue with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a fine order. It's order of seniority. I'm the oldest. I'm 47. A lot of people don't know that. So I'm always curious to know about how groups first came together. So how did you three first meet? Um, we all met at NYU. Um, John and I were on this bigger sketch group together called Hammercats, which we like wrote and performed live sketch shows uh, at NYU. And then Martin and I, I was a senior when Martin was a freshman and uh, we started doing stand up around the same time. And we were like going to open mics around the city together. And eventually Martin and I wanted to start a show together and it was called Please Don't Destroy My Farm. And I played an evil businessman and Martin was a farmer and I was coming to destroy his farm. And we thought it would be funny to have someone play a cow uh, who didn't speak the whole time and then shot himself at the end of the show. And we were like, who would be good to do that? And then we thought John. (laughs) And eventually we just kept doing the show and uh, John graduated from a non-speaking role to a speaking role. (laughs) Yeah, I got bumped up. I would appreciate if to this day you still had a non-speaking role. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like a big debate at the yeah. time. Yeah. The concept of the show was being fucked with because <laughs> I wanted to talk. It was funny. So once the, the three of you hooked up, was there a moment where you were like, boy, we have such similar sensibilities. Is there like a first bit that you guys remember creating together? Oh man, that's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
this is not our first bit and I honestly didn't even remember doing this bit but yesterday or the day before in my memories on my phone a video came up of us like doing a doing a dance to the what is the song called Jesse J right where it's like uh Every, everybody yeah. look to the left everybody look to the right but we edited it so it was just like everybody looked to the left everybody looked to the left everybody, like we edited for, for like four <laughs> minutes straight we would just be everybody look to the left <laughs> everybody look to the right yeah and um yeah i don't think the bit worked no, I couldn't imagine. <laughs> no, certainly it did not. But there was a video that Ben sent and it was like us rehearsing that. And we were laughing so hard in like a basement at NYU. Yeah. In terms of influences, uh, like as a comedic trio, do you do you each have like individual influences or, or any past trios? Like for me, I'm a big comedy nerd. Uh, I don't know if you guys are fans of Stella. I feel yeah. like you guys kind of play in that Stella realm of being the idiots, but, you know, highly entertaining at the same time, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's an extremely generous comparison. Those guys are so funny. We love them. Love Stella. Um, in terms of, like, other influences, obviously the Lonely Island. Yep. Is, uh, Hot Rod changed, I think, all of our lives. Obviously, Our, they're digital shorts too, but I remember Hot Rod being like, like mind blowing. The way like my dad talks about like Monty Python or something is the way that I talk about Hot Rod. Conan O'Brien, yeah. yeah. Norm McDonald, Will Ferrell. So many people. It's always yeah. sunny in terms of other trios. Is a show that neither Ben nor John has watched. No. <laughs> but it was huge for me and we constantly like accidentally will like start writing something and then i'll be like oh no that was like a full episode <laughs> <laughs> right you're just you're providing the scripts from it's always sunny they don't know uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now i first started seeing you guys really at like the start of the pandemic seeing your videos on twitter um was there like a, a cadence or or an intention of like boy these are catching on we should start doing these every few days every week like how did how did those videos come about there was no like regimented schedule with them i think we were writing maybe a movie at the same time so it was just like in the time in between we spend on the movie can we write stuff and be like sending scripts around and to each other and and be shooting i think we were just really we had a lot of energy because we couldn't leave the house and so we just wanted to be like constantly working and it wasn't, yeah. I, but there was no like an ever intention of like every, you know, three days we're going to put out a video. Or something. Among those videos, do you guys have a favorite of like, that one's my favorite or that one really clicks? It's a good question. Um, I like, I like the roast one that I made. Uh, yeah. Where yeah. I'm like, scared of you guys roasting me and i keep distracting them that was fun yeah the vaccine mm -hmm. thing was fun i don't know it was it's so in my mind they're like all kind of the same and they just like represent this like period of our lives of like because i think it was born out of us all being like in separate 
parts of the country, like I got stuck, not stuck, but I was back home. And I got stuck with my family. I got stuck with my family. <laughs> my stupid idiot family. Quote that. <laughs> um, no, but we were like all in different places and just started making videos and sending them to each other and putting them online. And then eventually when we got back to New York, me and Martin were living together and John lived down the street. So we were kind of like each other's pandemic pod. Um, and so it was just like boredom. <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. also was, it also was we, before the pandemic, we would do this weekly show at this bar in New York called Vaughn. And we would do six new sketches a week. And I say that with, I mean, they were 90% improvised because it was six new sketches, but it was really just like, what about this bit? And it was just like this constant churning out of ideas. So it was like, there was a lot of, like, I feel like maybe roast was, we did that. Oh, yeah, 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 we yeah. Have, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So it's like, there was just a ton of bits that we had been doing weekly for like a year or something like that. And I think we missed that feeling of having a place to, it out. we lost that outlet of like yeah like just being able to throw up any idea sure right yeah. away so making the leap to saturday night live what was that like transitioning from having your videos circulate online but now having this national broadcast it was incredible i mean i think we've all have like a real reverence for snl and always thought it would be really cool to work there so the first week i remember we didn't try to make a video, did we? Yep. No. We, didn't. we were just like, let's get our footing and write something for cast and figure out what's going on. And we immediately started working with Sarah Sherman and like just clicked with her and we'd still work with her. We, She just did our show last night. She's the best. Um, but then the second week, we just decided to shoot something on a Monday with... Uh, Paul Briganti, who was our director, and he directed our movie too. Um, and then that was the Hard Seltzer video. And that was like our second week on the show. And then that kind of opened the door for us to do more videos. And in terms of like going from the internet to like broadcast, I don't think we talked about it or because it's, it's so surreal that it was just kind of mm -hmm. like, it kind of just felt like a one-to-one -one of like, well, I'm going to put this video out on, it, it kind of just felt like the same thing, but obviously way scarier, so scary to the point where I didn't even think about it. It is funny, like thinking about, because we could have done any kind of video. And I remember those early conversations where we were like, well, should it be like, should we be playing characters? Should it be us as writers? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we, <laughs> should we shoot it in an apartment? Like that was part of it is like, yeah. But then we were like, it would be really cool if we could do sketches where we're playing ourselves as writers and it feels kind of like a sitcom, like behind the scenes almost of the show. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that we went that route because like now in like our second season or whatever, it's like finding ways to kind of keep that, truth alive while expanding it like yeah. staying mm -hmm. out from this year is like one of my favorite videos which like goes outside of the office but it doesn't feel like it breaks the the reality that we've set up or anything do you each have moments where after Saturday Night Live aired of people recognizing you and like oh I'm I'm famous now you know I, weirdly I feel like 
we started getting recognized from TikTok like before we got SNL. So we were like a little bit transitioned into it. And it would obviously like rarely, but it would just be like, oh, that's crazy. That guy saw my TikTok. Like, yeah. You know, you, you know what the, the thing that I noticed was like older people would recognize. Yeah, me, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was, was kind of cool because they're less likely to be mean, I think. <laughs> like, <they're> like <laughs> good job, honey. Like, <laughs> like just some older woman, but. Yeah, that was the biggest. I remember the the day after Hard Seltzer aired, a, a family that was visiting New York watched the show the night before and they recognized me. And I was like, that's crazy. So now your first tour is underway. Uh, you've already had a show in Philadelphia, but kind of the the bulk of the tour yeah. kicks off this week. What what are the shows like? What do they consist of? Is it is it kind of like what you're mentioning where you have sketches, but they're they're kind of loose where you have room to improvise? What what can we expect? I mean, yeah, they are scripted, but yeah, we get pretty loose up there and it's really fun. It's like, it's a really fun outlet because it's like going back to what we started doing for years of mm -hmm. like just live sketches where we can play different characters and different people. So it's like dirtier, more exciting in, in ways of like, this is going to be a different thing for people that have enjoyed our videos. I think this will be like a different side of us that they like, but also it's, you know, it's us really at the end of the day. And it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like a hybrid of stand up and sketch in a way. It's like, we have microphones and we, it's, it starts out presentational and we talk to the audience and we'll like interact with people but then we'll like be like, okay, now we do a sketch. <laughs> so it's it's fun. It feels like our ideal show is like giving the audience the feeling that they like are a part of our friend group and got to watch us hang out and do bits for an hour. Yeah, that's the goal to make it feel like we're in like a living room. Now you're coming to Milwaukee on Thursday. Have any of you ever been to Milwaukee before? First time for me and I'm pumped up. Yeah, I'm excited. First time. Can't wait. What should we do, Rick, while we're there for four hours of the show? <laughs> I don't know if any of you are basketball fans. Big time. Uh, okay. Well, the show is right. I don't know if you remember when the Bucks won the championship. There's the <laughs> huge like Deer District right outside yeah. with all the thousands. Of th the Deer District is right there. So you're, like, you're right across the street from the basketball arena. Oh, wow. 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 And then you're a few blocks away from uh, the Milwaukee River, too. So if you want, I bet there is a time where you can get like a river cruise that will take you down the river yeah. onto Lake Michigan. Wow. So That'd be That's there's awesome. plenty to do to keep you guys in. Yeah, no, I, I, I want at least one Milwaukee buck to come see the show. Yeah. Drew Holiday, if you're watching this, Chris Middleton, if you see this, come through. <laughs> Get some of the summer league team, have them leave Vegas yeah. early to come see the show, right? Team building exercise, yeah. get the Bucks summer league team down there. <laughs> you know, Nico Mannion, he's having a good summer league with the Bucks. <laughs> ben, really, you really are a basketball huge, fan. Huge, I'm a huge, huge fan. Yeah, no, it's it goes deep. Well, the team store will be open, so I can guarantee you can at least get like a shirt or something. Too. There you go. I would love it. Now, uh, beyond the tour, you guys also have a movie coming out later this year. So uh, is that the script you guys were bouncing around when making the videos, or is this a brand new entity? Yeah. It um, was, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. We, we started writing it during uh, 
I think in 2020 maybe. Um, and then I'd like, before we started working at SNL, we started developing it with Judd and then like a few weeks into Judd Apatow. Sorry, that was a crazy first name, <laughs> name drop. But then like a few weeks into working at SNL, he was like, should we try to push to shoot it this summer? It's going to be crazy. But if you're crazy, we could do it. And we were like, yeah, we're crazy. Like, let's try. And then our whole first season of SNL, we spent all of our hiatuses like flying to LA and working on the script with Judd and just grinding on it until we got to shoot it over the summer. And it was the coolest most fun experience of our lives we're so excited for people to finally see it yeah and actually one year ago today one of the producers josh church texted us a picture of it was our first day of shooting a year ago today that's so funny yeah so for the movie i know we don't want to give too much away but i can assume that hot rod was a big influence any other movies that you you really drew on for the script it's like it's a really silly movie that Judd really helped us like have heart in it. So I would say there's like some like super bad in there. Definitely hot rod. Wet hot. Like it, it's like an adventure movie where we go out and find this treasure. So it's like uh, it, it's kind of has that adventure like kid feeling, but mixed with like dirtier, funnier shit. Like Goonies, but we're 27. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In terms of the difference of, of, of shooting sketches to shooting a feature length film, what was that like going from the, the world of three minute videos to what, a 90 minute movie? Yeah. It was crazy. It's so hard to like hold that many things in your mind at once yeah. because some change in one scene has like this unintended like ripple effect that'll like affect a scene that's like, 60 minutes away from it or whatever yeah so you really have to kind of like have a big picture sense of the story that you're telling and it's it's hard it's like very complicated but i think so fun so fun like uh compared to sketches in in a performance sense like just getting to like go to work every day and see the same people and do like the same kind of thing and like live in it for longer um, but I like also what Ben's saying of like we were writers on the movie too, so we were like constantly rewriting, and um, that was hard. Just like just how how long, how many hours a day, you know, we shoot a scene and come home and 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 write more. So yeah, that was tough. And and then in the editing process, it would be funny because it would be like you would be dealing with like a three minute part of the movie that's kind of like a sketch where it's like you know there's beats to it and whatever. And then if you like, sometimes you would find like, if you would edit it the way you would edit just a sketch, a three minute piece, all of a sudden people like you would test it and people would be like, what? Like, cause in the context of the story, it like didn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> trying to be too crazy or something. So it was like what Ben is saying is so true. Like you had to juggle a million things. And I think by the end of it, we were, we were, really happy with it it was like a huge challenge and we had a ton of help along the way from judd to all the producers and jimmy miller yeah extremely helpful he was the other producer yeah, yeah. 
Now, every edition of the show, I always love to ask for recommendations or favorites. So I guess going to Saturday Night Live, do you have an all-time favorite Saturday Night Live sketch? Not necessarily one that's with the current cast or that you guys have been a part of, but like one that was a foundational one for you. Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer, maybe. Nice. I remember my dad showing me that Yep. when I was a kid and really laughing and loving it. That's a great I'd be one. like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've never seen the show personally, but <laughs> God, I don't know. John, do you have a go-to? I, I mean, there's so many. Can I just list some? Yeah, yeah, go for it. I ran so far, the Lonely Island one. I've I've I watched recently, so that one's in my head. I really love that video. Uh the uh what what's his what's what's tracy's name in in brian safari what is it brian, brian fellows brian fellows yeah, yeah, yeah i love that one um oh jason sudeikis and tim robinson's buh, 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 yeah, buh, yeah. Buh. yeah that's the best Rambo that. yeah john tesh's brother yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean anything that the the cast that i think we grew up with was like fred Kristen. Bill, Bill. Andy, all of those people. So like kind of that whole squad. Like I I feel like if you would show me one of those, I would know it. Like, (laughs) yeah. And love it. Who's your weekend update anchor, Rick? For me, I grew up, uh, I'm I'm older than you guys. Uh, So I grew up like Norm MacDonald. And even before that, I feel like Kevin Nealon's run gets yes. overlooked. Like he was, he was mm-hmm. great at that. You don't hear many people mention Nealon, but he was great. So Norm's, my, Norm's my favorite too. Besides Che and Colin, I know they're listening. <laughs> I guess speaking of Kevin Nealon, have you guys watched the uh, Hans and Franz script read on Conan's channel? Have you seen that at all? Oh Just... no, I saw that. I, I've been I saving it. To... You guys will love it. Yeah. It's, they, they just read scenes from this unmade movie and then kind of make fun of themselves afterwards the the biggest <laughs> issue sorry to spoil it is like arnold schwarzenegger the biggest movie star of the 90s instead of having him in a cameo they wrote him as like the third lead of the movie <laughs> 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 well excellent anything else that you guys wanted to share ahead of the show this week or ahead of the tour ahead of the movie anything else to talk about i'm just today? gonna make one final push for the milwaukee bucks summer league team yep. to attend our show <laughs> At the, what's the name of the venue? The Turner Hall Ballroom. Turner Hall Ballroom. You want Taco Fall in the front row, right? Is he on it? Oh, yeah, he's on the Summer League team. You got to look at his free throw form. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. I would love to get Taco there. Yeah. No, I don't know. Do you guys have anything? No, I would just say come out to the show. It's going to be a really fun time. And it's kind of like the kickoff for the whole tour. So it's going to be extremely exciting. We can't wait. We're so excited to come to the city, check it out, and do the river cruise. Thank you so much to Please Don't Destroy for joining me on Host and Guest. Can't wait to see them this Thursday at Turner Hall Ballroom. Tickets are available now at pabsttheatergroup.com. For the rest of their tour dates and to purchase tickets, check out their website, pleasedontdestroy.com. You can also watch their videos on that very same website. And don't forget to mark your calendar for their as-yet-untitled feature film coming out November 17th on Peacock. Thank you to Tyler Moss of Milwaukee Record and the Please Don't Destroy's team, including my silent co-host Emily, for helping make this episode happen. 
And thank you to you for listening to this edition of Host and Guest. <laughs>